Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Up by the touchdown. I'm high stepping for the touchdown. I stay repping for the slums where the young bucks love to load it up just to bust rounds. I'm steady having flashbacks. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the AFC South Fan Battle Podcast, sponsored by Sports Host. My name is Samantha Ornette, and I am hosting this evening, but co-hosting with me is Harish Nukalis. What's going on, guys? Before we start this episode, I do want to mention our sponsor, Sports Host, and let you know they're currently they are currently looking for content creators to build an app um, to help build their app. It's an app founded for fans by fans. There's a lot of excitement happening on there because you can see sports around the world. Um, but if you're a fan of a sport of any professional team, whether that be cricket or soccer, it doesn't matter. Football, uh, they are looking for people to earn income and write content for their app. So um, if you have any questions or if you're interested in it, check on the AFC South Fan Battle podcast page or reach out to me, Harish or Matt, and we'll give you further information. With that being said, introducing our commentators for this evening, representing the Titans, we have Ray Cherry. What up, what up, what up? Undefeated. I hate hearing that. It's terrible. Representing the Texans, we have Matt Briggs. Uh, so my hashtag worked last week with Fire Bill O'Brien. So hopefully this one will work. Hire Eric Benenui. Please, God. Representing the Jaguars, we have Todd Clary. Hey, what's up? Just because you use a hashtag for like you know, three three years worth of weeks and it finally pays off doesn't mean it worked. <laughs> hey, you got <laughs> Right. You put some respect on his name, sir. Uh, there's a hashtag behind you, so maybe you should speak it into existence. Uh, it says hashtag defund Todd Wash. And there's a little L in parentheses because apparently everybody in this group thinks it's Walsh, which... I mean, it's fitting to smash an L uh, right in, in between his last name. And then I, I met one uh, one precocious fan who said uh, that he that's how much he doesn't like him. He doesn't even say his name right. So I was like, oh, I respect that. That's well, the, <laughs> the Walsh, the L is for losing. <laughs> but, I, I think everybody out there got that, Sam. But thanks for thanks for <laughs> you'd you'd be surprised. We have Titans fans watching. Okay, <laughs> representing the Colts this evening, we have Chris Jackson. Number one defense, baby. That's all you need to know. There's a lot of irony in that statement, considering you guys lost to the Jaguars. But anyways, moving on. There's been some... Uh, I'm sorry, Dolphins say what? No comment. They Bengals say what? They don't, they don't speak anything. Uh, no comment. There's been some major news in the AFC South this week. Of course, we all know the COVID situation with the Titans, and we'll touch on that later. Um, but first and foremost... We need to talk about the 0-4 Texans winning their Super Bowl. And by that, I mean 
firing Bill O'Brien. Firing Bill O'Brien was the Texans Super Bowl. Won it. Even with uh, even being 0-4. So a couple weeks ago, we had this guy on as a guest host, and we talked heavily on it, and here it's happened. So uh, we asked him to come back on and talk about this topic. So from Texans Unfiltered, we have Patrick Storm. How you doing, Patrick? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> very, not, very well said. Okay. It's been, uh, give it's us- been a couple, couple days. Yeah, briefly give us... Um, some details about what happened because um, I was reading rumors that possibly there was a situation that could have occurred, which made it so sudden. Um, give us your, your, you know, what, what have you heard? What's going on over there? So it, it kind of actually dates back to week two. Um, prior to week two, um, during practice, there was a on the field, on the practice field incident between Bill and a few players. Um and then it escalated between Bill and other coaches, and obviously ownership was made aware of it. Um, and so that's when Jack Easterby gets involved. And here recently, starting dating back to the Hopkins trade, they did not see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, and so here, here comes their disconnect, right? And they're supposed to be friends, like they, their time ties back to New England. Um, and they're supposed to be really good friends, but things went sour. So week two, we have players and coaches fighting. Um, and then at that point, the locker room just starts to lose faith in them and they lose week three. And then, you know, he comes in week four and he says that he's going to take over the play calling. Um, (laughs) so Tim Kelly is supposedly still going to be involved. Um, one thing that I don't know a lot of people didn't notice, but Tim Kelly wasn't even on the sideline um, Sunday. He was up in the booth. Hmm. So he was supposed to be oh. watching from the booth and um, helping coordinate the game, kind of. Um, and then, you know, the first half starts and it, they look terrible. Deshaun looked bad. Nothing working. They're still trying to establish the run when they couldn't. Um, and... So they go into the half. Obviously, everyone's frustrated because they're still losing. Um, They come out with a better game plan for the second half. And we we saw a much better offense in the second half, right? They start to put up some points. Deshaun rallies. He starts to make, you know, really good throws. Um, But they still lose, right? They come up short. Will Fuller, I thought he – I thought it was a touchdown. But, you know, obviously, they get paid a lot more money than I do to – to control the game and they rolled it was an incomplete uh, pass. So the Texans lose. Um, then post game, Deshaun and JJ do their interviews. And I saw there was one of the radio hosts that did a really interesting um, detail on JJ Watts interviews over the years. Um, he went back and kind of plucked some interviews from over the years and JJ's response time, um, like the length of his response went from like an average of almost a minute to this season of like something like 20 something seconds. And that you obviously could tell by looking at his face and his demeanor that he was very upset. Um, Deshaun said something along the lines of, I'm not going to let it steal my joy. I'm still going to, you know, I'm just going to be happy playing football. Um, 
But they had a meeting, the players did, with Cal McNair, and they just kind of laid it out there on the table that something had to change. And uh, Cal took that to his mom, who is still the owner of the team, and the decision was made that they would have to go in a different direction. And so we found out yesterday that Bill O'Brien was no longer going to be the, the head coach or the GM. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually sent that article when it came out on ESPN about uh, Bill O'Brien play calling. Uh, we have like an admin chat mm-hmm. to them, and I just wrote, LOL. Like, what are you going to do? The joke last year was like, he's the GM, head coach, head personal trainer. Like, what else is this guy going to do? And then this news comes out. Um, I know him and Doug Marone are longtime best friends. I'll cry if he ends up in Jacksonville. I'm not going to lie. I will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> well, so just. To, uh, give us a quick, I know you got to run because you got your podcast coming up. Give us a quick, um, like, who do you think? Who do you think they're picking up? I mean, they're going to have, there's going to be a ton of names, right? Obviously, you're going to have what Jack Easterby still staying on board um, for the time being, hopefully. That's all it is, is to keep some stability because I just, I feel like if he stays long term, he has this reputation of being a snake and that this was a power play and it could just be you know, rehired Josh McDaniels and the same story writes itself Ooh. for the next five years. Um, but, you know, Eric Bieniemy, Greg Roman, um, Dabo's name obviously is going to get involved with it. There's going to be a ton of names, but we're 14 weeks, 13 weeks from the end of the season, um, 14 weeks before anything, any of this really gets heated up. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the direction I would go would be Eric Bieniemy. Um, we've seen what he's done with just with uh, with Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, and um, we know that he has had a ton of interviews over the past few years. Never gotten a coaching offer, but I, I think that this is the year. Um, and if they do that, I think that the uh, the GM should be a guy by the name of Mike. Uh, Mike Borgonzi, who is the, he's like the uh, director of player personnel in Kansas City. He's been with the team for over 10 years. Um, well known for his scouting talents and stuff like that. And I mean, we've seen what he's done. That's what, that's what we were talking to me and Dylan, the other Texans mod in, uh, in the chat. We were both saying the same thing. That's our wish list is for him to be the GM. You know, of course, been me to be the head coach. And I know it's not going to happen, but we want Tony Romo as the OC. But we all know Tony Romo is not going to leave that comfortable job. Heck no. the booth. Yeah, <laughs> like with Dabo, too. Like, obviously, they're going to make that phone call um, and try to convince Dabo to come. But he's got three kids that are going to Clemson right now. Um, there's just, like, a 1% chance that Dabo leaves Clemson. So, um, but Tony Elliott would be – the name to watch out. He's the offensive coordinator. Um, he worked with Deshaun while they were there. Um, highly regarded. And so that if they do pluck a college coach, that would be my. I've, I've, I've also heard the defensive coordinator uh, from Clemson as well. If they're going. Deep. Uh, no, please. Uh, he's, he's going to the university of Texas, but that's a different conversation. You know, Pat, like I said, I know you got to run, but I, uh, do you know that there's a guy um, that could possibly be available? He really likes bologna sandwiches. His name's Doug Marone. Um, no. You guys can call him. Nope. Time. 
We'll give. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they, they'll give you some Skittles. That was so. The one thing that I, I, I and I made this joke earlier. Um, Jacksonville, like the Calais Campbell trade. Did they just like take like they have a dartboard and just have all the teams and say we're going to our fifth round pick to Baltimore? Yeah, you know what that you know what was on the. You know what was Why those darts, Pat? What it, on the tip of those darts was a was a twenty six year season ticket holder's dignity. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> with the darts gone, gone with every fifth round pick. So, by the way, the Texans' first win comes this week. I'm calling it right now. Ooh. Because you cannot tell me that the Jaguars roster is more talented than the Texans. So, I'll know what happens when a head coach gets fired, that team gets a fire lit under their ass. So, Pat, on the podcast, when we do rival uh, games, we usually do a bet. Are you willing to make a bet with Sam or, or Todd? Please. Profile pick bet, please. <sighs> That's fine because we did that in we did that in one of the other groups and I, I will do it seven for sure days. for seven days. Okay, profile pick. Deal. Man, imagine being having Gardner Minshew as the the Texans writer. That's awkward. What What did you say, Pat? Pick your picture and you can pick mine. Yep, I, I already have it too. I photoshopped the Gardner Minshew is my daddy picture. <laughs> oh no. Oh, she, she was waiting for this one. <laughs> because I love Mia Mitch T. Ferkin's picture. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love. Ready. I'm ready. The stands, shirtless, beers in hand. Like, yeah. I would delete my entire profile. I'll look for it and I'll send it to Matt. I'm pretty sure I still have mine stuck in there. I mean, I've had all, I've had all three other teams. I've had the Colts, the Jags and the Titans. So it doesn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) (sighs) Well, Pat, we thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate having you and everybody make sure you tune in with the, uh, especially Texans fans to Texans unfiltered and like always thanks. And we hope to see you again. Go Texans. Thanks Pat. <laughs> have that. See you Pat. Oh, and five. Have, have fun. Please now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, you know, we just talked a lot about the Texans game. Give us like a one minute synopsis and move on. Um, let, you know, just give us a really fast recap. Um, well, maybe same thing last, like I said last week, if you want to see a recap, go into your kitchen or to your bathroom, look at the trash can and there you go. There's the play of the Houston Texans, this trash. I mean, like, like Pat said, the song Washington came out looking horrible, uh, still holding the ball too long. Uh, everybody was excited that we came back and got into the game, but it's easy to come back when the Vikings is playing prevent defense. Uh, I do agree with Pat. I think it was a touchdown. So did the uh, head referee in New York. But like I said, I don't get paid for it. So 0-4. I'm glad we lost. That means that Bill O'Brien's gone. So big win. Okay. Yeah, that that was uh, y'all Super Bowl for real. I'll take it. <laughs> well, um, 
You know, I was I was kind of sad when Gary Kubiak left. I, I'm not sad at all when Bill O'Brien left. <laughs> I am. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dev- sad, I'm devastated. Listen, I'm devastated. listen. I'm telling you, he was two weeks away from sell from trading Deshaun for a magical bean. Uh, it was it was inevitable. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like, I, I just, I don't, like, he, 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 he was on a mission. Like, I know I generally say that the coordinators that come from New England are sent as double agents to go and just absolutely destroy teams from the inside. But, I mean, he did a knock-up hey. job of doing all of that. That's why I, I want to stay away from Josh McDaniels. They're all trash. Everybody from New England. That's why I want Eric Benemi. Because if you look at Andrew Reed's uh, coaching tree, it's mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. I mean, one already got the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Uh, the Buffalo Bills head coach, he's undefeated. I mean, Andrew Reed's tree is just it's amazing. So I want the next one. Yeah. Well, speaking of dumpster fires, Todd. Um, Fuckers! <laughs> How you let these Texans sit here and talk all this shit, and then you oh, speaking of dumpster fires. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I never said that we are 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 worse than the Texans. I'm confident we beat the Texans this week. But listen, I know that we I know that we lost Miles Jack. I know that we lost DJ Hayden. They have- Commented on his injury, as far as I know, he, the Maroon's supposed to say that tomorrow morning. <clears throat> say again. I said I thought Maroon was supposed to release the injury and like and talk about the injuries tomorrow morning. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying during the game. So yeah, okay. struggled and what? Give us, give us your what happened? Why didn't we leave Todd Wash up there? Go ahead. Uh, so, um, Khan's not going to fire anybody during the season, and it's just not in his DNA. It's just not what he does. Um, if you were going to fire Todd Wash, you had every chance for the past couple of years. He's kind of like our little Bill O'Brien, bald and stupid and not good at not calling plays. Um, and, you know, <laughs> what happened was, was we showed up and we played the other team and the other team threw the ball everywhere and we couldn't stop them from doing that. And then they scored more points than us. Um, we did we <laughs> improve upon one thing, which is what I was screaming, even though I haven't been on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, I've been screaming since week one to stop deferring because uh, our defense is not good at defending. So when you kick the ball to uh, any NFL, when you're not good at defending, uh, they march it right down the field and then you're down 7 nothing, And that gives everybody in our stadium – in our fan base, the opportunity to be like, see, man, offense is garbage. The offense has been playing from behind. Um, our defense is not very good. Um, that is just a factual thing. And uh, we did lose Jack, sure, um, after he made the incredible Willie Mays no-look 
accidental interception, which I, I call that a jacksident. Uh, hashtag jacksident. Um, but, you know, it, was, it, was, it helped. It was good. Uh, we did lose him. We didn't have Henderson. Um, we have a seventh-round draft pick who was brought in as the backup kick returner behind uh, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, trying to defend NFL wide receivers, which generally bad things are going to happen when you do that. Um, we got Joe Dirt back there, you know, popping yellow zonkers and and uh, <laughs> talking a lot of trash for a guy who's getting beat like a redheaded stepchild. I don't know. That's just me. If I'm wingered, I probably shut up and, like, try to make a play instead of lording over a guy, like, when you're, like, I don't know, down 10 points and you're getting beat left and right all over the field. Um, Jalen Ramsey in L.A. What's that? It's working for Jalen Ramsey in L.A. No one, he doesn't play in this division anymore. And like, I don't, I don't follow that player anymore. He's doing whatever he's doing, fighting with Stefan Diggs and who cares. So <laughs> point is, is that Jalen Ramsey or not, there's a reason why Jalen Ramsey is not here. You can go back to the podcast in which I explained that thoroughly. Um, and it is because when you play five yards off in a soft zone with no pass rush, you never blitz. Um, and the quarterback's back there making a sandwich before he just finds a, finds a hole in the zone. I don't care who you are or who you draft or who the coach is or what planet you're on, what, what, what you know, uh, Spider-Verse you're, you exist in. You're going to lose football games, and that's what we are doing. Not as efficiently as the Texans. I will give the Texans far <laughs> <laughs> at losing football games this year than we are, which we I feel like we can improve on. But, you know, time will tell. Um, and, you know, Todd Wash got to go. Todd Wash is a holdover who is out there calling X's and O's for guys that he wish he had, but he doesn't have anymore. And, they, you know, the old, you got to go to war with the army that you have, not the army that you want. And... Um, I'm not saying that like playing press coverage with these guys is going to turn out any better, but I mean, God, disrupt them, disrupt them. I got an argument with a, another fellow who does a, who does a podcast about Mr. Clay Brooks. And, you know, he, he was talking about how he was actually providing pressure and all that stuff. But like, if you're going to play five yards off in a zone, you got to like jam the guys at the line of scrimmage. That's what we used to do when our defense was good. And for all the people that are saying, we don't have a pass rush. Well, yeah, I mean, four guys against five guys and we're running back chipping one of them. That's just math. Like, you know, Josh Allen's not producing. What do you want? You want Lawrence Taylor? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand who you think he's going to be. Just could be drafted in the first round. Doesn't make him better than he is, and he doesn't have anybody to compliment him. Taven Bryan's out there being a Gator, uh, and like, who cares? And uh, you know, yeah, it's just a recipe for awfulness and sadness. And um, I feel those things. I feel. Uh, like- I I got a question for you, Todd. Uh- Give Joe Burrow his first win. I'm. I'm- you know, it's good to give to charity sometimes. So. And he's going to get a win. Who cares? Who cares? He's in Cincinnati. He's already there. Let him have something. Jesus. Todd, I got a question for you. So, uh, Justin said uh, he is ready to uh, sell on Gardner Minshew and draft uh, Lawrence. Are you in the same boat or you want to give him help? Um, who, who, who is this person? Justin Gazzas. <laughs> Justin oh, no. Just somebody named Justin? I don't know. I don't know this person. Um, 
I think you could pretty much tell from my candor and the, my my expansive vocabulary that I would never utter something that stupid. Uh, I, <laughs> the idea that Minshew is the future or the franchise or that he's going to be fucking Brett Favre tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I, one thing I'm sick of is the term generational talent. Um, I look at I look at Lawrence and I see Blaine Gabbert 2.0 if we can't protect him. Um, what do you want? Deshaun Watson, like how many years ago did you draft him? And he was, oh, he's so dynamic. He's got a, he's got a cannon arm and he can run everywhere and then oops, his ACL. And now we're having the conversation where you're firing your GM. So like th- there's no, I'm, what I'm tired of is I'm tired of, well, we need a quarterback. No. Do you watch the game? He's throwing 350 yards. He's, he, we're, we're scoring an average of 25 points a game. We're down 14, nothing all the time. So unless Trevor Lawrence is going to come in and get a fucking sack or break up a fucking pass, like, I don't want to hear the guy's name. Get the number one or number two pick <laughs> ball, then you can't screw that up. You obviously, Lawrence, okay, <laughs> is over. And then you bring Lawrence in and then you have, no, now we get quarterback controversy. And then it's like, oh, uh, dude. Dude, the election's over. Can we stop arguing? Like, <laughs> can we just like, can we just have a football game, please? I don't care. Put two quarterbacks back there. Put nine quarterbacks back there. I don't give a shit. Get starting quarterback in the NFL on our rock, and we'll run eleven quarterbacks at every defense in the NFL. Who cares if we if they score forty five and we score forty four? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like what I'm I'm just like this conversation makes me so fucking mad because because you know oh you know Minshew's trash Minshew is a fucking quarterback he's throwing the ball to people they're they're, they're well, running the football people said James Robinson who's this guy we don't have Armstead our season's over Robinson comes out and runs football Minshew throws passes Minshew's got 70% accuracy Minshew's throwing fucking 2.5 touchdowns a game what more do you want what do you want what do you want do you want Joe Burrow do you want Joe Burrow do you want Trevor, like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be so great. I, I'm just like, I'm sick of the whole first pick quarterback fucking talk. I'm sick of the $88 million free agent. I'm sick of all this talk about all we need is a quarterback. <laughs> it's like the most wrong thing that can be said about my football team. And like, I'm tired of the argument. And I know that I'm going to get blown the fuck up for this. I don't care. I'm not here. <laughs> friends in my fan base. I don't give a shit. I watch <laughs> all my fucking TV. Sometimes my daughter's here and, and I cuss a little less, probably not even much. But like, and then I also go to the games and I yell the same shit at the field. And I don't, I don't know who the people are sitting next to me. So like. Todd, I do want to ask you this because the biggest thing. I get it. <clears throat> thing I've heard we'll wrap this up before we I, I just want to recap on the lot J thing and then move on to the Titans but um, the biggest argument I've heard which I defend is the fact that the problem with Gardner Minshew is he holds on to the ball too long meanwhile I feel like you kind of have to when you have to scramble out of the pocket because you don't have an offensive line give us what, what's your thoughts on him holding on to the ball we don't have wide receivers that can get separation I mean they know uh, I mean, I, the the times when Minshew holds the ball too long, uh, our guys are covered up. And if they're not, like, quarterbacks are going to hold the ball too long. 
sometimes he's taken a few sacks. He's had a fumble. He's thrown a couple of interceptions. He's not the worst quarterback in the NFL by any fucking means at all whatsoever. Uh, we need guys that can get separation. We need an offensive line that can hold the pocket for a minute. Um, and, you know, like it or not, when people keep talking about his arm strength uh, and how he's just a dink and dunk kind of guy. Well, I mean, you know, dudes made careers off of being dink and dunk kind of guys. So I, so, so I say, like, we stick with it, hang out, try to keep the other team from scoring fucking 50. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, we might win a <laughs> the Colts you know what I mean we we scored 27 they scored 20 we win the game and then from then on we've lost by an average of like four or five points because we can't fucking stop the other team so there um the biggest thing of course that we've heard for years even you know of course before the Rams went back to LA and then with the expansion into London Mm -hmm. games is Jaguars are moving to London the Jaguars are moving to LA this has always been a narrative um so yesterday, uh, Mayor Lenny Curry of Jacksonville and Chad Khan and our, the president of the Jaguars got together and uh, Mark Lamping got together and did a press conference about the renovations to the stadium. It's like going to be have like an Under Armour entertainment complex. It's like $450 million. So with that being said and all of that that we're doing, Todd, are the Jaguars moving? I don't think so. Jaguars aren't moving until they create two or three expansion teams. If, if, I mean, if, if, if we're going to have a, if the NFL is going to have a presence in London, they're going to have more than one team. So this whole thing about one team's going to fucking Baltimore Colts in the middle of the night and be a London football team is erroneous. Um, I, I, I just, I just, I doubt that heavily. It's a gimmick. Playing in London's a gimmick. Playing in, playing in Mexico City's a gimmick. And, you know, whatever you want to do, that's fine. As far as the team moving, no. And if the team's moving, it's going to be the NFL is going to come out and say, we're creating three teams and this other one that's really bad in Jacksonville, we're going to take them and we're going to make, we're going to have four teams in London and they're going to be their own division and they're going to play half of their games in, in London or in where, you know, England proper. And then, you know, just like you'll have one division play against, another division in their schedule or whatever, you'll have like one division going out and playing this one and then they'll trade games back and forth. But I mean, that to me, that's just so, I don't need them to build something at lot J in the shape of we're not moving. Like I don't need, I don't need to, I, I, we're, we're not moving. It's stupid. It's just like, it's almost like exhausting at this point because it's the same old thing. And yes. Here, this guy is dumping $450 million into a stadium he doesn't own. And I'm like, what else do you need to prove it? The Jacksonville's putting $200 million in it. But the point is, is that like, you know, I, I understand the uh, the opposite side of that conversation, which is, okay, cities spend $450 million and owners and real estate developers spend $450 million every day all over the place. That doesn't mean that they're stuck there. Um, it, it, there's, there's nothing stopping him from moving the team to London, except for, I don't know, the fact that it's a whole nother fucking country and the NFL would have to sign off on it. And like, uh, you know, turns out you can't just like uproot and go move to another country without somebody finding out, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, this is not Baltimore moving to Indianapolis with, you know, and leaving a, a cup, a couple chairs and a coffee maker behind in Baltimore so they can go start a new franchise. This is where we're talking about, air travel over an ocean to get to a place that doesn't necessarily 
I'm going to say it, doesn't necessarily want a team. They don't want a team. They want to see NFL football. So having a team now means that London is stuck all wearing one jersey. And I just don't, I just don't see it happening. And if it was going to happen, I'm going to say this right now. I know I've said it before, but if you want to move a team to London, you take the Washington football team and you move them over there, call them the fucking Redcoats and and just moving on moving on out and the redcoats and the patriots can play in the super bowl every year and america can win 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 and it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And mm, that's the only way that I would sponsor another Patriot Super Bowl. I know it's a digression, but I it just it, it seemed too funny to me not to say it. So yeah, one of the one of our members in the group, he's a Titans fan, but he lives in the UK and he says that when people go to NFL games in London, they're not Jaguar fans. He goes often. And I guess they're usually Green Bay, New England, Dallas, like the big market teams. Those are the only fans that are there. But anyways, we'll move on from the Jaguars. See what happens. I hope they take the Texans' lead. And even if they don't get rid of Marone, they can get rid of Todd Wash. I'm just saying. Or Walsh. 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 Uh, in the Northeast, he's referred to as Todd Warsh. Take over, take over the COVID, the COVID ridden Titans for us. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk about COVID, the, the, the COVID Titans. Um, so, yeah. So it looked like, uh, I think it was last Wednesday, that there was a report that came out that the Titans had started, actually it was earlier in the week, Titans had started to contract um, players and, and personnel on their, on their team that had COVID symptoms. Uh, it started to go in into Tuesday, Wednesday, ended up that they canceled their game with the Steelers. Um, and now they basically use last week as their bye week and they play for like 25,000 weeks in a row now. So with that being said, Sherry, uh, what you got for us, man? What's going on in Tennessee? Why can y'all not follow NFL protocols? Well, we did follow NFL protocols. Um, just that NFL protocols were not the right type of protocols. They should change their protocols. But basically what happened was we brought in a safety, uh, Greg Maven, on uh, September 22nd. Um, work him out. Of course, when you work out a player, your coaches work the player out. Um, and then two days later, he pops for COVID. So, boom, we put him on the COVID list. But he's been around the coaches, the players for two days. All right. Then we notify the NFL. One of our coaches, the defensive play caller, Shane uh, Bowen. 
He's got COVID. We sit him home. We go to Minnesota, Minnesota, but of course, the exposure's already been set. You put him on a big metal plane together to fly him over. Um, close vicinity, people start popping. So that's literally what happened. Um, the good thing is, I have a question. Two days, so uh, I have a question. Go for it. I know that they're trying all these experimental things with COVID. Do you think maybe the Titans thought that they were uh, immune because they were trying experimental mayonnaise? (laughs) 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 Well, Um, mayonnaise must work. We beat y'all again. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, really, we've been stressed out about it, man. People have been talking about... um, Maybe we get we forfeit some games, we lose some uh, draft picks, forfeit the whole season. So it's been it's been hectic, man. It's been stressful, but we've passed no no, no positive test past two days. So if we didn't get a, a hit again today. Uh, we should be able to go practice tomorrow, and we should be on and going. So so I guess. So real quick, you said that there was a, a point where they knew that there was somebody that had COVID, but they decided to get on a bus and go to Minnesota. No, they went on the plane. We know oh, so so they traveled. So they knew yeah. they had it. They traveled. Well, no, we left the, the coach that tested positive. But there's a three to five day incubation. All right, so last, I mean, it can pop in any player in three to five days. Nobody popped. That first day, but that one coach. Right. And day, two more people popped. Next day, two more people popped. I mean, COVID is very um, transmittable. So, for instance, um, with Cam Newton, he was the only one that popped. But what the Patriots did was all the players that were with Cam Newton in that vicinity with the whatever they do with the, the watch wristband to see who's been in contact with Cam Newton. Um, Kraft put them on a separate plane to the game. So they're, those 22 players went on a separate plane to the other players. So we'll see what happens with the Patriots. Uh, we were the first ones, so we're kind of the guinea pigs. But to say that it's not going to happen to any other team, uh, I doubt that. So it's going to happen more more often. So it's just the way how you play it, how, how it's going to go down. But luckily, um, it looks like we're um, over over it now. So. so so basically, it's affecting the whole league because, um, you know, like you said, that safety came in to practice with you guys and he had, he had covered. Well, that's the whole reason why the Texans nitched Earl Thomas coming in mm-hmm. because – of the whole oh, the um, risk yeah yeah so exactly and see the protocol NFL protocol didn't have anything in place what should have happened really what they should have done anyways but it should have tested them before they even brought them in and I think the test that they have now NFL have uh, have is like you get tested and you know the results within I think it's like 15 minutes 15 to 30 minutes so the tests that the NFL have are pretty quick but the protocols are just I actually heard the reason. Hold on a second. Go for it, Tim. I actually heard that the reason why the Texans didn't practice Earl Thomas is because he wanted to bring his brother. I mean, 
Bro, bros. No thanks. <laughs> so, Bro code. Be- better than what we got. So, I mean, I'll take any kind of double team. <laughs> Todd, go for it. Can I have Todd, audio where he says he'll take any double team? <laughs> Todd, Todd, you had something to say. Go ahead and give us your thoughts. Oh, Mr. Briggs, I'm going to need you to stop trying to pick peanuts out of poop and find something positive about your season. First. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, truth, the truth is in the peanut butter. I mean, we, we, we got better. So, second, the second thing I want to say is that, like, I get the NFL's protocols, and like, I'm not happy that, that anybody in Tennessee has the China virus. But oh, the point, <laughs> point is that, like, do we need the NFL to have a protocol that says don't bring this person in unless they've been tested negative? I, mean, I don't know about you. Apparently. I heard a thing or two about this COVID-19 thing. Apparently, it's, it's wild. Apparently, it's, like, highly transmissible. So my question would be is that if you're going to – if you're going to bring in anybody, if you're going to bring in a coach, I don't care if I mean, you're going to bring in trainers, it doesn't matter. If you bring in anybody to the organization that's going to be in close contact with the players, you would think – that like I don't need the NFL to tell me, hey, maybe we should make sure he doesn't have that highly contagious disease that could that could like make us forfeit our season if we're not careful. Uh, <laughs> I and well, like, I'm not saying that, I'm not knocking anybody except for the fact that like I just don't agree. This like this is a, like more of a COVID statement, I guess. Like I like we don't need protocols. Like there's a disease. You could get it. You could give it to other people. Like you probably shouldn't be in close contact with anybody. You don't really know that's not getting tested regularly, especially when they could just be like, blah, blah. and in 15 minutes, you can find out. That. <laughs> you know, like it just seems, it just seems wild. But I mean, you know, if it could happen in the white house, it can happen in an NFL, you know, in an NFL locker room. It's just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, NFL needs protocols, and I don't think that I don't think that you guys, frankly, should be punished for it. I don't think you should have to forfeit games. Like, dude, I mean, quarantine everybody, get some non-positive tests. Everybody tests negative. Everybody's cool. Everybody's good. Nobody's got it. Nobody has adverse effects. Do what you need to do. Uh, it's one game that's been postponed. Like, we can you can play the game at some point. Or not, if it doesn't have, like, an implication later on in the season. You know what I mean? Like, unless you two teams are literally fighting for a wild card, I don't really see the, the like, you could just kind of be like, that game didn't happen. Or just call it a tie or whatever. Like, I don't think you should have to forfeit games. I don't think you should have to lose draft picks. I mean, like, because I don't think yeah. NFL shouldn't have to tell you, and then you also shouldn't be, like, under the rule of the NFL. Who's going to come in and say, naughty, naughty, you got diseases and no draft picks. Like, it's just stupid. Well, here's the the thing, though, and this is why I'm mad at the NFL. Like, you can't – like, the president got popped. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in a pandemic. I mean, it's it's, it's around. And I don't know. I mean, of course, they're never going to release. I don't know if he did get tested and it was a false positive. I don't know if he went to – some plays and said, "Hey, test negative. We're good." Sure. Two days later, found out. So that, I mean, that would imply that he knew he was positive and didn't do anything about it, though. Right. To, to, me, yeah. to me, like, let's just lay the ground rules. Let's not talk about grown men popping uh, because it's <laughs> <laughs> in the, the, not. They didn't need a poppy seed bagel, uh, and they popped on test. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding though. But. <laughs> 
you know, yes, it can happen. I, I, I feel like it's, it's every time something like this happens, people act like, oh, God, what's going what's going on? It's the same shit. It's going on everywhere on the planet. Like, who's surprised? Who's surprised? You know, you can't do a bubble with the NFL. We're going to we want to have football games. This is a, an effect of having football games is that like, you know, every once in a while, somebody's going to test positive. We didn't do this during flu season. And I know and blah, blah, blah. And here goes an hour long rant. But the point is like, you know, there, there are there, like, I, I just don't think that the NFL needs to be all up in your business. Uh, you should be able to handle yourself. Yeah. Also, I hate the Titans. So, <laughs> so obviously, I mean, yeah, we don't need to have the stipulations, right? You would say, you would think that, but you know, obviously, that's not the case because some people are following protocols, some people aren't. What happened to Tyson situation? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. But let's 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 uh, let's actually move on to this week. Now, what's actually very very interesting is you think the Titans got a free bye week, right? Looks like uh, Jeremy Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons, and Daquan, Daquan uh, Evans are both out this week. You guys have the Bear, the Bills. What do you – and you would think it's a free week. People will get healthy. It looks like the Titans' health is getting worse. So what is your outlook for this week? What are you thinking about this week for a defense that's already not playing very well and already banged up? Well, I mean, let's be real. Everybody's defenses are not playing good, obviously – Across the league, I mean, you got everybody scoring. You look, look at the Browns, at the Colts. <laughs> look at the Browns. Look at the Cowboys. You know, scoring fifty points. You know, I mean, no, nobody's stopping really anybody other than the Colts. Colts defenses. Yeah, because they're because they're not playing nobody. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see when they really get tested. But nobody's defense is playing good. So I'm not really. I think our defense will eventually get there. Now, as far as the COVID situation goes, what I'm worried about is what's going to be the long-term effects for the players coming off of COVID. Um, you know, some people, you know, have, have said that they've, they, you know, they lose breath real still and they can't catch their breath even after coming off of COVID. So what's the conditioning going to look like? Um, I know that Jeffrey Simmons and Adam Humphreys are not going to be playing. Those are two that I'm worried about, but – AJ Brown will be back. So offensively, I'm not really worried about. Um, I still don't know. We haven't heard if uh, Adore Jackson is going to be back. If Adore Jackson comes back, that'll, that'll um, heal a lot of our wounds as far as corner or corners go. But he's a speed guy. Um, that being said, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see with the Bills, man. Um, before this season started, I thought we would lose to the Steelers or the Bills, and I thought it would be to the Steelers. Uh, but now I'm not so sure now because Josh Allen is he's, – he's, he's lighting it up. So if we can't contain him, um, it's going to be a problem. So – but I'm still – to be honest, I'm still feeling pretty confident with my team. They've showed a lot of resilience this year. Um, if this was last year or, or hell, the last three years, we probably should be one in three. I mean, let's, let's, oh, so I see Flame Cherry has came onto the podcast, huh? Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah. This, we, we invited him this week. So this is, uh, this is, I think this year, the other years, we'd be like one and two, one and three, fighting towards the middle of the season to get nine and seven to make the playoffs. 
this year I'm I'm just seeing some resilience. Hell, we get a field goal kicker, can't make no field goals. Kick the game, win the field goals in every game. Got defense, can't stop anybody. Fourth quarter makes defensive turnovers to seal the game. So, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're lacking in some things, but at the same time, we're, we're pulling through. So, this will be another test. This Sunday, we'll see what happens. Prediction? Prediction, I think we're going to make the game ugly. Um, we're going to run the ball, try to keep Josh Allen on the side. So, I think it's going to be a long score, scoring game. And I think we pull it out. It's going to be like 17 14. Something like that. It's not going to be a pretty game. Hopefully, if, if we make if we don't make it pretty, we win. That's what I'm hoping. All right, Flame Cherry in the house, guys. Thank you, Flame. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the week a Titans fan actually predicts them to lose because they might actually be right every once in a while. Um, anyway, let's talk <laughs> about the Colts. Um, Chris, give us give us what it is. The Nick Foles led Bears. Uh, absolutely dominating performance by the defense. You know, I'm going to say this real quick. It does not matter what anybody says. Easy schedule, you know, blah, 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 blah. The one team the Colts shut down absolutely, absolutely terrorized the Colt, the Titans and the Texans. So don't give me all that. Uh, 1911 over the Bears. 1911 over the Bears. Go ahead and uh, give it to me, Chris. What you got? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you hit it on the head as far as, you know, going into Chicago and being able to go against the same team that is now going to go against other teams. You know, the, the the turnaround was absolutely amazing because the one thing that you hear is, oh, yeah, well, you're definitely going to lose this week because this team is 3-0 and and Nick Foles just lit it up and brought them back for a comeback victory. And then after we win 19-11 and our defense is – pretty much dominant once again, then it's, oh, well, Nick Foles isn't that good. I'm just like, well, I need you to go ahead and pick a side of the fence because right now you're literally on top of it. I'm pretty sure that hurts. But, I mean, let's just be completely honest. In terms of the Bears, Bears defensively, I mean, you got a T-Rex in Khalil Mack, and I mean that because he literally looks like a T-Rex. We have Danny Trevath and Roquan Smith. Like, they have young pieces. You have Eddie Jackson in secondary. And Phillip Rivers – which I've said all along has been able to go ahead and pick those key guys. He's going to go for the taller wide receivers. He's going to go for the tight ends and he goes for the undersized running backs. So Naeem Hines fits perfectly in that. Jonathan Taylor fits perfectly in that. Mo Ali Cox, as you've seen, has been lighting it up. Absolutely. After, you know, pretty much just having to be deferred behind Jack Doyle. And I mean, even Pittman, when he, you know, was actually healthy, was getting a lot of targets. So, I mean, the thing is, Phillip Rivers has a lot of tendencies that has been working for us. Um, against this defense, I mean, he he had a pretty rough day. But, I mean, if we're going to call 190 yards in a TD a rough day against a team that, once again, was 3-0 and going into today and just the week before through, I believe it was, three touchdowns through the air to ice the game, and go 3-0, and and we held them to, I think, literally one touchdown the whole entire game. I mean, you can call it what it is, but, I mean, I'm just calling it dominance when it comes to defense. And, I mean, once again, it's just like you see the defense showing up, but, you know, I think many people are used to the – it used to be it being the other way around where the offense is doing way more and then the defense is literally just trying to get a stop. 
Now we have a defense that will show up, stop people from getting points. And I mean, even at least we just do the bare minimum offense, which you see with 1911. Um, I mean, even so it's just like, I think the one loss that we had was with the Jags. And even then it's just like, I think it was the Jags just showed up and the coach just took them too lightly. I mean, it is what it is, but the thing is now you're in a rhythm, you're playing against tougher teams, but at the same time now you see that this team can actually defend people. And the fact that DeForest Buckner is demanding double teams on our defensive line and our D line is just able to just wreak havoc along with our linebackers, along with Julian Blackman, who, by the way, big shout out to Julian Blackman because he was out there looking like great value at Reed until he actually becomes, well, um, Julian Blackman's version of Ed Reed. But either way, I mean, the defense showed up big time. Our offense still a work in progress. But, I mean, we'll take – we're three and one from on one. So, I mean, I'm completely okay with everything that I saw on Sunday. So, hold on. Let, let me say something real quick. Terry, Titans defense, are they trash? Be honest. No. No. no Titans no. defense not trash? Oh, well, I can be honest Jerry. about my team. The Texans Everybody's defense – hold on, hold on. Everybody's defense has been trashed this year. There's okay. Nobody's defense is where it needs to be. So I'm Exactly. So this whole, oh, the, the Vikings destroyed the Texans and the Titans defense. Yeah, they're terrible. Of course they're going to destroy our defense. The Vikings is still a, a, a bad team. So this That's whole, the problem. This whole no one defense. Yeah, yeah. against who, though? Y'all didn't go against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Y'all didn't go against the Baltimore Ravens. That's Y'all haven't went up against nobody yet. So – Yes, you're number one defense. I applaud you for that. But it's it's like being the Texans, being the divisional champs. It means nothing. But you, I will but say you see, this. But you do see the trend of of how they're, of how the games are happening. You're talking about the same Vikings team who's trash, who literally had to come back against the Packers, which are no slouch on defense, to go ahead and still lose 43 to 34. And then the only team that they're actually not scoring in the 30s on just happens to be us when we hold them to eleven. Did you did you not did watch that Green Bay and, and Minnesota game? Green Bay uh, Minnesota didn't start scoring until Green Bay was up by thirty five to what ten. So, so that's yeah. fine. And, and, there's, and, they're, and they're literally still scoring. So the thing. So what I'm yeah, saying is, you know that, so you know we, they're absolutely capable. And then we did the same thing. Past, All right, we did the same thing. The Vikings. And even if we're getting past that, hey guys, they played the Titans the week after they played us, and then they still managed to go thirty again. So yeah. was that a fluke? Fellas, I got I got a couple group questions. Yeah, go for it. Um, Jacoby Covington says, "Bears offense is bottom ten." Honestly, we will see what y'all do against the Browns. Hold on. Uh, Josh Senior said, "Cherry is biased," and Sam said, "That's me." <laughs> uh, if the Colts have the number one defense. Why did you guys lose to a number 32 ranked team? Because we right. haven't won in Jacksonville in 68,000 years. So That's so why. let's so so let me let me address two things. When it comes to Covington, literally it's been blank team is is borderline trash. Wait until you play blank team. We went true. into it with the Vikings, we went into it with the Bears, we've went into it with every team I think except the Jets. And I'll also address the fact that, once again, I've said this from the very beginning, division games are played differently. 
you can sit there and say that the I Jags, agree with you on that. I agree with you, you on that. You can say, you, I agree with that. You can say the Jags. You can say the Jags team is trash all you want, but the thing is, the Jags beat us by seven, and they barely lost to the Titans by three. A win is a win. I'll give them that, regardless. But at the same time, it's just like the team that knows you best that you play twice a year, where you're familiar with personnel, you're familiar with those specific teams. They play you a little bit differently because you see them a little bit more often. Yeah, kind of like when Minshew, uh, you know, gave the Titans a colonoscopy last year in Jacksonville. I remember that. That's not too long ago. Awesome. That was Mariota. That, that doesn't count. We don't count any Mariota games. Three. Anyway. <laughs> like, everybody chill. This whole, like, I'm, so far I'm hearing people say, like, well, everybody says this team's trash and that team's trash. Yes, it's called shit talking your opponents that's what everyone does they go well you ain't played nobody and then they go well we played against them and that's it this is just it's 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 all a bunch of nothing y'all have the number one defense good for you it's nice to have things i understand that but relax because we're about to get into what would be the real season any other year uh and Frankly, you know, I mean, teams get hot. And let's, and we're talking about Nick Foles. We're talking about Nick Foles, the guy that threw like seven touchdowns 10 years ago. And then the next three games, he threw five interceptions. It's Nick Foles. Nick Foles is up and down. Like Nick Foles is just, he works against certain teams and he doesn't work against other certain teams. Um, any team that plays the Jaguars, he doesn't work against those. Uh, and, and let's be honest, if you're playing the Falcons, you're going to you're gonna come back and win. The Falcons have gave up three leads this year. Well, so, yeah. the thing about the Vikings is, is that the Vikings depend so much on Dalvin Cook that they'll, they'll pound you and pound you and pound you and get up on you. But the second you start throwing the ball on them, if you get any kind of reversal of momentum, it's going to be really hard for them to – to, to stop you or to answer you because they're not like a bang, bang score team. They're like an attrition team. Um, right. I agree with that. The, the bears, however, have a tall wide receiver. I don't know where did he come from? And then they have <laughs> our asshole who can't decide whether he's good or not. And like sometimes, in fact, two times a day is how many times a broken clock is right. So, the Bears can be the Bears for 10 fucking minutes, and then they're the Bears for the other 45 minutes. So, I, you know, this whole thing about it's, – it, it's like it's literally week four. We're talking about, like, number one defense. If you play fantasy for at any point, you understand that number one defenses don't stay number one defenses for very long. There are very few defenses that go wire to wire. So you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to get your you're gonna, you're gonna get a little banged up here and there. And – and you're not going to play teams like the Jets. Very, very. Yeah. Actually, let's actually segue that into uh, they're going to get banged up. Uh, Chris, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke, who was a shocker. Anthony Costanzo hurt his ribs. That Colts defense, as great as it's been, that front seven is basically the core of that defense, right? Um, Absolutely. We'll hear about Darius tomorrow. Bobby had surgery today. Um and, you know, the, he's also day-to-day. So, I mean, I'm, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think with, with those two guys out, especially those two, with those two linebackers, this defense could suffer the next few weeks. Thoughts? Well, Darius Leonard is, is going to be a major impact. So, I mean, of course, we're waiting to hear on that because, I mean, honestly, it's just like he's like he's the, the heartbeat of that defense. Um, so the thing is – so my thing is – you know, there's a couple things when it comes to dealing with the Browns. 
So when you're dealing with the Browns, um, for one, we're not the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys have literally allowed all the teams they've played to score. I actually have a, a peewee league team out here that I'm pretty sure already scored three touchdowns on the Cowboys, and it is only about 9.59 p.m. So the thing is, it, it, the Browns, as far as an indicator of what they can actually do, that team goes through Nick Chubb, and now Nick Chubb is gone. The biggest issue that we have is that there's a very capable backup with Kareem Hunt. Now, the thing is, if Bobby Okariki and Darius Leonard are out, it's going to be a long day. It is going to be a really, really long-ass day. Um, Anthony Costanzo, that would be um, a tough one because I don't even know who you plug in. Maybe throw Raven Clark on the end there, but I don't know. Um, I mean, honestly, it, it's really just a lot of pressure is going to be on that D-line to deliver if for some reason Darius Leonard is out because other than that, I think you have Adams – you have, I think you have to pull up EJ Speed from practice squad, um, Sky Moore. I don't, well, I don't even know if he's if he's hurt or not right now. But I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I'm I'm going to say that if Darius Leonard is able to play against that Browns team, I don't have a lot of faith in that Browns team myself, especially with Nick Chubb out. I want to say that it'll be a tough game, but I I see us potentially coming out twenty one seventeen. If Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki are both out and we don't have Costanzo in there, I think there's a chance that we probably end up dropping that one maybe like I'm thinking 17 to 10. Uh, Yeah. I I still just hear a bunch of excuses. You guys sound a lot lot like the Jaguars after week one, but – Let's put it this way. If you if if you let the Browns or any other team run double reverse flea flickers and have wide receivers throwing touchdowns to each other, you're gonna lose. If you exactly. <laughs> and it's the Browns. So like a whole lot of talking. A whole lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Nobody's what? defense is as bad as Dallas's defense. That was horrible. That's that's why that's why that's why the point is don't give a lot of credit to Cleveland's offense because not a lot of teams are going to run 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then run a 45-yard touchdown. Yeah. It's not going to happen on a wide receiver. Screen. It's just not going to happen. You got to make guys pay when they do that shit. They do that shit all game. So like, yeah. yeah, Dallas' defense is horrible. Like, oh, the Browns. Browns are on fire. Browns are on fire. That's 24 <laughs> hours. It was bullshit. They ran. They were. They were running Statue of Liberties. Back to back, they were running <laughs> double reverse flea flicker. Throw it to you know they're calling guys in from the fifth row to throw touchdowns like that. Just that's just an aberration. It's not going to happen that many times. I appreciate and of course, it. I, I had when the Colts. Throw, I when appreciate the Colts, it. Like, see our defense, fuck defense, <laughs> shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just to combat the fact that you know Cleveland's offense is God, so. You know, it's just to come back then. So when we shut them out and put them on only 10 points, that's probably what we'll be told. Oh, Cleveland's offense isn't anything. Anyway, well, uh, Sam, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Well, it's been a very interesting uh, It's been a very interesting episode. I love having you guys on because of the banter, because of the shit talking. Um, and, you know, good time. Good time. Um, you know, <laughs> you guys to come in um, and join the Sports Host app, like we were talking at the beginning. They, like I said, they're looking for content creators. We are having another Madden tournament. Honestly, I don't know the, I don't know the, but it will be within the next three weeks. 
on both consoles. And it was originally for October 16th, but someone dropped the ball. That someone is me. So uh, there, there will be a Madden tournament coming up. Please uh, check the page for the announcements on it. Uh, Xbox, PS4, $0 entry, went up to $200. And we thank you guys for joining us this evening and hope you have a good night. Fire time. Yes. Fire Don't point your finger at me. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.